Hey, it's your friend Kale here from the Missing the Bus podcast. Just wanted to say a quick thanks for tuning in and listening to this. This podcast is about a couple of friends who uh, go out on the road and what it's like to be on the road, off the road, um, and just have some laughs in the meantime. Hopefully you guys can glean something from this and uh, let us know what you think. Uh, we'd love to have some more guests on this, so feel free to drop us a line and uh, let us know if you're interested. Well, let's get into it. Oh God, yeah. Sounds like a nightmare if you ask me. Yeah. Went Go. from my bedroom to the big leagues. You know how many times that I was told that. What's that about, Kale? Kale gonna be seven. What's going on here, Kale? What's up? You guys. What's going on, bud? Go talking to that. I just want to make sure your gain's good. What's up? Dude, I love yeah. that. Have you heard this new NS stuff? Uh, no, I, I meant to listen to it the other day, and I didn't. Uh, the new one. Uh, Why are you playing oh. it on that one? We have eight twos behind us. You're right. I just, Dude, I that like, would have been great to put on the podcast. My God. It's recording. Oh, it is? Yeah, that's right the whole now. point. Oh, well. Quentin Kelly here. He is out uh, per, at this moment production yes. managing, mixing front of house for Nico Moon. Um, Kale Conrad. Um, I, I always... It's Quinn... Quinn, Quinn 92. Quinn 92. 92. I always like, I don't know, I get confused. But with all it's the in numerals. Roman numerals. That's yeah, why it's like, I, I, people, people always give him a heart. He's like, Quincy or Quincy. <laughs> and, he, and he, dude, he's got so many bits on it. So It's and amazing. Quincy. And then I'm out doing nothing. Yeah. Everything. Yeah. Well, Chris is actually filling in one of my gigs because yeah. yeah. I wasn't supposed to be available and now I am available. And he's so. That, don't watch this his be fault. like that, though. Yeah, no, that's not his fault. But yeah, I'm excited to have him do it. And they're they're excited to have you do it. He's gonna absolutely destroy it. Uh, oh, one hundred percent. That's why I'm. I will. Whether that's good destroy or bad destroy. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck, yeah, I guess there's, it depends. Yeah, please. Um, do. I think I had called Kale to come over and hang. I think so. And I think then, that right. or maybe I called. No, I called you. I yeah, called you yeah, to we, come hang. What were we doing? We were. No, we got like breakfast that day. Yeah, that's right. You, you came back by the random. house. You were, I, I was coming to help you do something. Was it? Yeah, oh, we're, we're getting there because you and I got some. You said, hey, just come by the house. We went to First Watch, yep. and then we had to, I had to come home and meet uh, my Somebody PMC, PMC rep. Guy, yeah. And then you're at the house, and then Quentin randomly pulls up because mm-hmm. I called you to this was the next we day or something. something. We were you, you picking and I, something up, or it was it was the next day or something, or two days later, because because it was I was going to help you move day. something. I don't remember what it was. Yeah, was it anyways, they the randomly, console? and I was like, "Oh, hey, uh, Kale, by the way, my buddy Quentin's coming by." And you were like, "Quentin oh, Kelly," yeah. and I was like, "Oh, you know Quentin." He's like, "Yeah, we were supposed to hang out." Yeah, that's <laughs> true. Uh, we were supposed we, to. And so we come down here, and it was supposed to be like this really quick thing. <laughs> Sorry, I cut him off. <laughs> no, no, no he's right. I, he just forgot that we were supposed, to hang, we were supposed to hang out. Um, anyway, sorry. And uh, oh, know what it was? We were gonna. We were. I bought these uh, Gamble EX fifty sixes back in the pandemic. We were standing. We were putting the lid on one and standing it back up for yeah. storage. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah and yeah. so we get into the we get into the basement down here in the studio. And we just start talking and like, naturally sit down on the couch we're on now. Yeah, and yeah. an hour now. later, we all look at each other and we're like. Did anybody ever record? <laughs> yeah, we should have hit record on that. <laughs> yeah, dude. And so here we are yeah. um, doing having thing. conversations that we feel like either need to be had, should be had, or would be beneficial for people to hear. And yeah. hopefully and I, you guys don't turn us off after this. Yeah. My gosh. Please and I don't. think I think the other thing about it too is there are there are definitely like podcasts or shows or whatever 
that are doing cool things already. Oh, like, for sure. and I don't, and I don't think. Speaking of reinventing the wheel, in other conversations we've had, my gosh, I, I don't think that that's the point, in my opinion. But I also think that there's. It's kind of a joint venture. It's like where you get the like signal to noise homies, yeah, who are like, "Hey, let's talk about kind of more nerd, whatever." Which we'll do for sure. Oh, for yeah, and especially yeah, even yeah. if we get like guests on and stuff too. But I think that there's w- there's a unique dynamic in the when we're talking that we're just like, "But how did you feel about that?" You know what I mean? Like kind of yeah. that stuff where I feel like we we become uh, there's a uh, what's the word? There's like a. Um, like a depth almost. Yeah, but also there's a veil to yeah. a lot of like the reality of like touring people, like yeah. the people who do it, not just we do shows and do cool stuff, but right. it's like literally the people behind it. And you get a lot of those artists too who will go, hey, like give it up for our crew because we couldn't make this happen without it. It's like we love yeah. that because yeah. those little moments are like we, we you know, powwow after a show or after like several shows or halfway through the tour and we're like, Hey, this has been awesome. Yeah. Hopefully that's the case. But hey, it's been awesome. And like even last night when we were talking at dinner about, you know, we were talking to Chris's wife about it's just different. Yeah. Like we're we're sitting there, you know, just the rules are different. Like yeah, the, we, we sure. do literally live with each other for a long time and like we other people's stuff, like you can't that's the other thing, is like when you walk into a job sometimes, you can like a nine to five, I'll call it, but whatever, coffee shop, you know, analytics, whatever, you can walk through the door and turn it off. Yeah. You can't really do that here. Like some people say you don't bring your feel dude, it's not like at some point it's either before the show yeah. or after the show. Whenever I turn it back on, I can't not be a human being at any point in time for right. two and a half months. Like, I'm gone for two and a half months. You know what I'm months, saying? Like you gotta, can't at yeah. some point Yeah. That's you can't, not realistic. It isn't. You can't hold in whatever it is going it's going on at home, it's going on in front of you, whatever. You're never going to be able to do that. So it's like, it's that weird, like the rules are just different. Like, and in the creative space too, especially with like mixers or musicians or whatever, like lighting, like lighting directors, whatever it is like, that's the whole bit to art, right? Is it's like a part of yourself. Yeah. And so you bring that, whether it's for the better or worse, you'll bring that what's happening. And like, even this conversation I'm having right now is exactly what I'm talking about. It's like, this is like hopefully lifting a veil of like, yeah, we do cool stuff, man. Yeah. But dang, is it more hard than just physical labor? Oh, like for it's sure. Yeah. Personalities and all this stuff. And I just don't, I don't think a lot of people get to see that side of it too. So that's like yeah. not, like, I think that that's kind of something that we all, and I don't want to speak for you, but like we all kind of like when we sat down and talked, we were like, gear, 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 personalities, personalities, people, mindset, all this stuff. All like the kind other of stuff. Yeah. And, yeah. and I think that it's, it's nice to be like, uh, I was just having a conversation and, you know, about, I had a friend who was like, Hey, so why do you hang out with us when like, I feel like I I cannot believe I heard him say this. He's like, I feel like there's a lot of people chasing clout that want to hang out with you. I was like, first of all, I don't know what the heck you're talking about because I'm not, I'm not, I don't have people like knocking down my door or DMing me. Like I'm not, I'm not some celebrity, but in this guy's eyes, who's like, he was a, a Belmont guy and like around circles, he was explaining is explaining to me that he has people who talk to him about how cool it is yeah. in quotations to like know me and hang out with me. And he was think he was wondering why I would hang with him when I have that kind of allure. And I was like, yeah. well, first of all, here's the first part. Yeah. I don't see that. I don't hear that. I don't yeah. genuinely don't have people like 
that I can tell they're like clout chasing or whatever you want to call it. And like, hey, let's get coffee. Let's hang out. Because typically those people, and you guys probably know this, like there are a few of those people out there, young guns who, and I'm still kind of technically a young gun, but who nah, are like, bro, you're 30 now. Who are you're, trying, you're not a young gun <laughs> anymore. Who, who have a little bit of that clout mindset and are like, I want to sure. get close to you to get close to what you do. Yeah. Or like whatever yeah. that is. But I don't, I was talking to him and I was like, I'm, I'm confused by that because I don't know what you're, you're like a friend of mine. Like I like hanging out. Like there's no reason why I, I, there, I don't, there's not something to explain other than like, I like hanging out with you and you're a good friend and yeah. you're fun to hang out, whatever. And so it was just this weird thing. And I say all that to say like, there's a piece to us as people to what we do. And there are people who like, do want to use us for what, like the cool places we get to do things, the oh, cool dude, people we get sure. to work with, and like, yeah, you know, it, it just is such a weird thing. And I think that that's kind of the my in my mind, that's like part of one of my hopes for if people ever listen to this. Like, it's anybody who's getting into it knows that they're allowed to be human, and anybody who's never heard a damn thing about touring knows that we're humans too. You know what yeah. I mean? And like, when we come home, like, we may need a minute. Or, oh, dude, but you it's know, just like it, it levels back out. And it's almost like to your point, and I know um, I know the three of us have talked about like that subject at length. It's just like the whole like clout thing and getting into the industry and, and that whole thing. And, and and I know that it's definitely something that I know I myself have pushed a squash to. It's just like, yo, just come in, do your thing, be a good guy or good girl or whatever, good girl, good guy. I hate be the a way good you person. said that, but I know yeah, what you're saying. I don't saying. like it either. That was weird. <laughs> just be a good person. You know, just, 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 just be a good person and um, just come in and work hard. And, and Chris said this yesterday. We were talking about some of the younger guys that, that we know that, that we hang out with and that kind of thing. And everybody's super excited about, like, I think what's really cool is a lot of people can see, like, the vision of what they want. They see the big rooms and they see the, the massive PAs and they see the, the huge consoles and all that stuff. And that's what they want. Um, but sometimes I think um, what's, what gets lost there is the – the um the decision to say hey you know what i know i'm gonna have to work hard for that and so i want to take the necessary steps so when i get to that place when i get to this place that i've seen that i'm ready to do it and i can actually knock it out and and be like be like a real player but um i'll throw it to chris because it's just like chris has said some stuff about that yesterday that really um just kind of made sense but uh, you were talking to um to one of our buddies he was yeah yeah did a did a show with a mutual um i don't I don't know if we want to mention names. I I kind of like I kind of like yet. saying like let's just keep names off the table because like I don't yeah. want I don't he'll he'll come and hang out with us sometime. Yeah, there yeah. you go. And he can and tell we'll, you. Yeah, exactly. And you'll, you'll, maybe if the stories line up, you'll know who it is. <laughs> yeah, there you but, go. Uh, he was. Um, I was doing something. We were, we were doing a show together, and um, he asked me like, "Hey, like," or he was asking me career wise what he should do. He was with an artist. Um, was being asked to like we all were when we were younger to to probably do more than what he was being paid for which i'm a huge proponent of like hey you work hard yeah regardless of what you're getting paid for if you committed to something you work hard at it yeah uh, but he was asking me like I, you know this is the situation like obviously i'm doing the job like it's a lot of work pay's not great i'm just not sure like what should i do moving forward um and um and was kind of giving him some advice, but I was like, man, the biggest thing is, is like, you know, unfortunately there's a, there's an issue in the workforce 
and it's not just our industry, it's every industry across sure. the yeah. country yeah, sure. where people don't want to work hard. And I mean, I'll go there like there's an entitlement that, um, well, I deserve this or, you know, I think what I've done earns me the right for this. Yeah. And man, that used to not be, you know, the, the, the cliche, the American way. And it's like, if you work hard, you can get the things you want. And yeah. I was like, man, you really have to put aside everything else that's going on and just go, you know what? I'm going to show up every day uh, and I'm going to work hard at everything I do. And that was my suggestion is like commit to something, whether it's this artist or it's the company uh, that wants you to come be a shop guy. Yeah. Like, commit to that. And, you know, obviously look for upward mobility. And that's why I was kind of like, hey, maybe the, the company thing might be the right thing for you. But like, don't be afraid to come in and retape feeder don't yeah. be afraid to come in and you know clean mic grills and all the stuff that's like not fun it's like right. people in upper management are looking for the guys who are always putting in the effort because they know when they put them in positions that are going to require a lot of effort or attention to detail like those guys they were giving that when it really didn't matter yeah they're they're only going to give that much more when they get put in a position you know that actually is is important yeah. um or important may not be the, the right word but there's a lot of pressure on you and um i was like man just commit to that work hard and always be the yes guy to step in and do something because yeah. it will pay off yeah and that's that was really my path like um i started as a shop kid um i came off of a tour um, and went into the shop at Spectrum and was just like, hey, whatever it is, um, I'm going to do it. And uh, went out, patched, was like a patch tech on a on a, a big corporate event. And um, obviously I, I felt like I made an impression um, because the next week they're like, hey, we want you to go shadow a system engineer on this next mm -hmm. one. Yeah. And then my third show in, it was like, hey, we need a system tech. And I was like, okay, I think I can do it. Yeah. And they were like, oh, by the way, it's... 18 boxes aside in an arena. You think you can handle that? I'm like, uh, I'm I was like, yes. And then I immediately went to the guys in the, on the other side of the shop who were system teching some of the biggest tours out there. And I was like, what do I need to know? Like, yeah. Tell yeah, me everything. Right. And, yeah. that's, and, that's the and key there, there were great guys over there. Uh, like, I'll shout out Chris Clark. That Dude. guy has always picked up the phone when I've had a question. No yeah. matter Chris, how. I mean, Chris is just awesome, bro. No matter how dumb the question is, he's yeah. always been there and been like, oh, yeah, this is the issue. Or, yeah, that's a weird one. Uh, just restart everything. It'll probably work. And yeah. It typically yeah, yeah, does. Yeah, yeah. But um, it was that, like, hey, like, I'm going to I'm gonna be really good at the, the simple things. Yeah. So that way, as I grow, like I have that foundation. Yeah, I, and I, th I, I think it's such a good point because I don't know. I, I think the hearing stuff like that, I think a lot of people need to know that. Just yeah. if you're in or, in or out of our industry, like I think that there's, and maybe that's the set apart thing we were talking about with like mm. the church guys mm -hmm. is like, I feel like, I don't know. I feel like there's never been. Like when I got on my first like big gig, it was kind of like a, hey, this is what the situation is. Yeah. Thanks to Tim Spidell, he's the one who got me that gig. By the way, <laughs> goodness. Um, there's another mutual connection between all three of us. Right. Tim Spidell. There and you go. He, and, and the I was talking to this camp, and they were like, hey, here's what it is. You know, here's how crazy it is. It's a little wild. Whatever. Can you do it? Obviously, my answer was. Yeah. <laughs> Biggest thing I'd ever done. Like yeah. there was no reason I should be on that at all. But I was like, I 
I don't deserve this, but I'm sure as crap going to earn it. Yeah. You know what I mean? I'm sure I'm definitely going to earn it. Like even if yeah. I'm even the day one I don't deserve it, I'm going to make sure that I earned it. But you I know? think yeah. but I think the the thing that's consistent with that and I think all three of us share that is like I'm all about dudes getting getting a getting a shot. I think that that's a thing that this city is. I mean, if it wasn't Music City, it'd be like a it'd be shot city for probably more than one reason. Yeah. But, <laughs> <laughs> but this is like the city of like you're gonna you're gonna get a shot. You're gonna work super hard. You're gonna come out here. You're gonna do your thing, and one day you're gonna get a shot. Yeah. And you're either gonna run with it and absolutely destroy. Or you might have to wait for the bus to come around again because yep. maybe that just wasn't the right time. But I think the thing that, that kind of – it's kind of what you're saying, Kale, like differentiates the two things is are you going to take your shot? Are you going to hop into your shop shot because it's shiny? Yeah, or yeah, yeah, is it, yeah is it, for is sure. Is it alluring? Is it shiny? Or is it something that actually makes sense? Is it, are you going into it because – you know, your work ethic's going to take you there. You're going to do a great job. You believe in the vision. You you mm -hmm. believe in the the mindset. You believe in. There's something about it that that makes sense holistically. You know, it's not just I'm going to go take this gig because it pays. Yeah. Well. Well. And go ahead. I, I was going to. Uh, yeah. The whole missing the bus thing. I think. <laughs> listen to me when I say this. Yeah, if you yeah. don't catch anything else out of this conversation you are going to miss the bus at some point. For you sure. are going to get a shot and it's not going to work out or you're going to get taken advantage of it. Yeah, point. yeah, yeah, for sure. You can't be afraid of it. Nope. And no. you have to learn to look for the bright side out of those situations. Mm -hmm. I have messed up some really great opportunities in my life. And I've also committed and done way more than I should have and then not been taken care of for it. Mm. But instead of being resentful and and pointing the finger and blank, like I instead looked inward and said, you know what? I learned a lot out of that situation and I'm going to move forward. And yeah. I would, I'd, I'd say that I probably gained more clout, if you want to put, or respect from other people mm. around in the industry yeah. for coming out of those situations and being like, Dude, I don't know how he was doing, you know, four jobs at once, uh, but he pulled it off, and, like, that's awesome. Yeah. Um, keep that in mind, young guys. Like, yeah. There are going to be times where you're going to be asked to do four or five jobs, and first off, like, obviously, don't put yourself in bad situations, but sure, sure. If, if you see, and I view my time as, as almost like money, well, time and, is money, dude. And I That's want to, but at. I want to, I want to be smart with my investments. A hundred. And when I was young, I had a ton of time, and so yeah. man, I was putting, I was putting time into anything and everything I could. Um, but man, as you're looking for shots, like if you've got the time and you're young, put as much on the table as possible. Like go out, and do everything you can, regardless of pay, because you're going to learn something. Oh, uh, gosh, you're going to yes. get better at what you do. Um, but then, like, like our friend that we were talking about earlier, yeah. like he was looking at two situations, trying to figure out what do I do? And my, like on what I wanted him to look at was where's your upward mobility. Mm. Yeah. Invest your time slash money. You know, if you're looking at time as money, invest in something that has a lot of future growth. Yeah. Don't just chase the shiny thing. Right. right. You could go mix for an act that's selling a hundred well, tickets a dull night. at some point. You it know does. I mean? <laughs> you could get, but you can get yourself into these really dark, 
I won't say dark corners, but hard to find corners in the industry yeah. where you're doing something that you quote unquote enjoy. You're mixing mm-hmm. an artist, but you're with an artist that has absolutely no upward mobility and doesn't and have the to. connections. Some of them don't want to. No, and, and that's and that and if you, I, I believe that if like if that's what you want, if yep. you want to do like the the plateau thing where it's like you do the same rooms and the same spaces, you have legacy acts out yeah. there. That's fine, and there's there's nothing wrong with that, but. If that's not the trajectory that you're trying to align yourself with, you might have to take a step back. That's it. And you might have to go be the shop guy and absolutely destroy. And it's like, but here's the thing. Here's what's interesting to me is like, the three of us have have mixed in. I mean, collectively, the three of us have mixed probably in every major venue in this country. Yeah, for sure. I mean, easily. Yeah. I but also I know of the three of us as well. Like. All three of us, no one here is afraid of getting their hands dirty. No, no, no. There's not a there's not a person, you know, here that doesn't mind going in, you know, going to the shop, doing some prep. Yep. Like we're we're still that guy as well. And our dude that we were talking about, he what's interesting, um, I was in I was prepping our tour this year. Um, I was in there and uh me and me and our monitor guy were prepping and he comes up and he goes Hi right, Q, like I know you, I know you, I know you're busy, and I know there's a lot of stuff going on today. He's like, but can you just run me through your signal flow? Like, I just, I just want to make sure I understand. Like, this so is your like, monitor guy? Um, uh, the our younger, buddy. The, our buddy, our, the younger guy we were talking about. Oh, oh, okay. Yeah, and so we, he comes in, and he, he's like, I just want to learn the Digico framework. I just want to understand. Shout out for Digico. Um, <laughs> Kale's triggered. Uh, no, Kale, no, 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 no. I've done some great shows on Digico. Don't come after me. Oh. But he just he just wants to understand the signal flow and how how all of that talks. And I said, hey, you know what? I got I got like fifteen more minutes of show prep I got to do, and then I got you. And that dude hung out, and we went through it. It was actually a lot of fun. And and in my brain, when I think of dudes to like, oh, I need a I need a patch guy. Maybe I need a sub monitor guy down the road. Maybe I need you know a front of house tech or SE or so. He is the first person. That, anytime I need anything, he is definitely one of the first five people I think of. Like yeah. he's just he's just a hard well, worker, man. And and I I think uh, two things. I feel like I might have found the name to the podcast. Missing the bus. Missing the bus. That's Honestly, pretty good. Yeah. Yes. That's great. Let's do it. Okay. Well, there it is. Boom. And it's an, and you guys heard it first. Gosh. Um. The other thing is, is this is one thing that's gotten me. Hey, Q, can you hand me that Topo Chico to your left right there? Oh, sure, 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 sure. <laughs> Thanks, buddy. Sure, 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 sure. We're looking for that sponsorship, Topo. Yeah, to- honestly, <laughs> dude, okay, so you'll learn this on the Judah tour, is there will be a stage cooler, stage left with Murph every single day full of full of Topo Chico. And he'll call it on radio. He'll say, he'll say Topo stage left. And everybody stops what they're doing, and they walk over there. Everybody gets one out, pops the top, does a cheers, goes back to what they're doing. It happens there. So, Topo, please do sponsor this freaking podcast. Yeah. <laughs> um, but my, my – At Miss the Bus. At, at yeah. Miss the Bus. Is it Miss the Bus or Missing the Bus? Missing the Bus. Missing the Bus, missing the bus, bus sounds bus. better when I say it, but I don't know. The Missing the Bus pod. The Miss the Bus. Missing, missing the Bus. I, I think it has to be Missing. Missing yeah. the Bus. Missing the Bus. MTB. There, there, okay. Yeah. There there will be a – We'll make hats and everything with a bus that's going. It's yeah. Dude, the graphics what? are good. I love it. Anyway, the one thing that I got into when I start, because like I've been a musician for a long time, still am, like, but when I got into this side of it, I started to see, and we've all been there, started to see a lot of like people in our industry that <laughs> at 
any given club or, you know, hands or anything like that, that, you know, that were just like grumpy and yeah. like didn't care. And like, we even had this conversation like a little bit ago about they're like, Hey man, this isn't really my rig. So like, if you can figure it out, I'm just like filling in. It's like, yeah. you are, you know, my, <laughs> my like angry side is like, dude, you are no help to me. Why are you here? But the other side is like, you know what? You just don't have a payoff. And like the payoff for me is like, I learned really early. I was like, I will never be one of those people. Yeah. Because a comment I got all the time doing shows and clubs and all this stuff, like even filling in or whatever it would like churches or whatever it was, was, hey man, thanks so much for like being like a nice person. And I was like, I feel like we probably all get that because I feel like we're all like that. Yeah. Well, it's like, what are you, what are you talking about? It's like, and we all had that moment. Yeah. 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 It's like, what are you talking about? They're like, yeah, just even like in some of these scenarios, like these venues. And like I said, like if you're doing stuff at churches and stuff, people are, you know, they're like, yeah, they just kind of like always seemed like uninterested in helping us with our ears or whatever. Even if it was like, Mm. that's a part of the gig is like, Hey, can I get more acoustic guitar? And you're like, <sighs> yeah, and it's like, dude, I do what? that, but it's with my buddy. No, no, uh, that's I guess. But, right, okay. right. And it's like, it's like, yeah, maybe I'll let you know, you know. But it's it's like this payoff thing, and I never ever wanted to be the like grumpy sound person or whatever. Like I was never, I, and so I realized I was like, what is it that I feel like after these conversations with all these people? And this goes for, to be honest, this goes even outside of our industry because I feel like this happens to people who get into careers that they don't like yeah. and then they're, they're stuck at home all the time. And like, that's why I think yeah. like the COVID, the pandemic was such a tough thing because the COVID, the COVID, the I was going to say the COVID pandemic, but oh, the pandemic gosh. was Man. such a crazy thing is shut up because people were like stuck into a job still, but yeah. at home with no payoff. Mm. You know what I mean? And like that, that payoff could be as simple as like, Every Friday, me and my homies from work go play softball and get a beer at Rosie's, whatever yeah. it is. Like, that could be your payoff. You work all week to do that and then spend the weekend with your family or your friends or on vacation or what. Like, that can be it. It, yeah. it, does, it could be that simple. But I like, for me getting where I'm at, I was like, how do I not? Because I think my first tour, first big tour, I guess, mm-hmm. I was like, I felt myself like drain out. And like be like whittled pretty thin, and I was just like, no, 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 I'm not doing this. Like, yeah. you know, I was pushed to my brink for sure, like overworked, underpaid, like anybody has been. And but I, I realized that there was one point in every single day that I was like, yo, this is fire, and it was the show. Yeah. It was getting to watch yeah. this sick ass show every night that was genuinely so tight. Yeah, you know, and these musicians crush and like all this stuff, and I was like, oh, that's it. Like that's my yeah. payoff is every single night I get to do this show. And so everything I do is based on like treating people with kindness, like like what I think are like strong human values, but yeah. like treating everybody with kindness and like making an impact and a change on people. Every single show, that could be a hand or a production manager locally or a whoever, it doesn't matter, backline company, like making those things is one of my payoffs and the other one is that show. Yeah. Like I, we did all this stuff for this one, because you think about those shows is to me, they're moments. 
that's a moment where those exact people are in the room. That exact set list is played. That group of that band is specifically is there. This crew, sometimes these crews, like everybody moves a little bit. But that moment, that night in Indianapolis at TCU Amphitheater mm-hmm. on June 24th, 2023, or whatever it is, yeah. like that night will never happen again. No. That will never happen like that. The energy in the room will change. Like it will never be like that again. Yeah. And like thinking about we, I spent all the time, like, Chris said, like, you know, cleaning the grills and, you know, all this stuff for that one, but that one moment with yeah. all of those people. And it's, especially for us as front of house engineers, like out in the crowd with that energy, like that's why yeah. I'm doing all the setup and like, because I believe in what's going on. And so yeah. like that payoff I think is so pinnacle to like keeping your head on straight and like, no. and not being that that person who gets caught up in the shiny thing and the cloud and the whatever where you, you're chase that forever. Oh my, and pe- we know people who have are chasing it and are chasing it now backwards because yep. they, they missed the bus, yep. yeah. you know, or they didn't have a payoff in, in the little things they did. So when the big things came, it's, I mean, it's kind of like a money concept too. It's like, if you don't know how to deal with your money when you're like making nothing, oh. you, you, when you have a lot, you definitely are not going to yeah. know. It's no, that, and that's, as, that comes back to learn to do, the simple things really well yeah, and give it all you have. Cause if you don't teach yourself how to work hard yeah. right now oh, uh, for these newcomers coming in the industry, like you're not going, you can't say, Oh, well, you know, this one or two hour load in we're doing at this club is so hard, blah, blah, blah. And then expect to like want to go to arenas where man, you could spend six, seven hours on a load in some days. Uh, you've got to build that then. Yeah. I think like one of the things that, like Chris was saying, like the little things, like one of the little things that's like, I wish someone would have told me on the way into this was like, hey, bro, you got to be able to be a good communicator. Oh, wow. You, that's you, good. You got to be able yeah. to be a good, If you're going to do this, if you want to do like the whole production manager, front of house thing, or just production manager, or just for, or do anything in this industry, you got to be able to be a good communicator. And it was like, well, what does that mean? And it's like, well, I think like a lot of people have, especially like when you're younger, you, you're the guy, like you don't want to have the hard conversations. Yeah. You don't want to talk about money. If you mess up, you try to hide it so no one sees it, you know, or you, you Dude, see that's something Dude, cra- that's a crazy concept, too. Bro. Because I've been there. I've not only done it, I've I've gotten myself out of not doing it. I mean, yeah. like, so, I no, I get that. I think the communicator piece is huge. Well, I mean, I think even, like, in, in Chris, how many times is, like, a like a PM, have you, like, messed something up? It's affect everybody. You just go to your boys and be like, hey, guys. Chris doesn't like, mess up, dude. Whatever. <laughs> and I think, I, Quint, you're hitting on something, and that's one thing. Like, when I mess something up, like, unless it's physically impossible for me to jump in, I'm the first one going, I messed this up. Yeah. I'm, like, I may not be able to right the situation, but I'm going to be right there in the trenches with you. Yeah. So. I think that's super important. I think, and that's on any way you spin it, man, I think. You know, as a front of house guy, it's like if we if we mess something up or, you know, we kind of we are we are a large part of the presentation of like the show. Right. So it's like if you if, if we mess something up, if we miss a cue, if we if we don't unmute something right when it's supposed to be unmuted, or you know something feeds back and it just it's just wild old feedback. You know, I I just you just kind of own it. And since sometimes you know, like you said in technology, there was a show that I did. Um, there's this band. There was a band I used to mix for. One of my first 
uh, arena mixing gigs that I got. Mm-hmm. Just gosh, oh, I remember this story. Anyone who knows me will know the tour, and and anyone that that really really knows me will will know um, the venue and the band. But long story short, we're in this this theater in the in the northwest, and it's probably about oh not theater, excuse me. We're in an arena in the northwest, and. There's probably about twenty five thousand some odd people in this arena, just, Jeez. just all over the people everywhere, man. Great and, day to mess up. Oh, it was a great day, and I was I was excited. You know, I've, I've I'd only been mixing in arenas for, you know, maybe a few months at the time, and we're getting ready to go, and I'm excited, and and I'm I'm listening to my my sources, making sure I'm seeing it. We do a line check and everything, and you guys remember like you do your line check and you're feeling good, right? You're like, oh man, I see everything. We're about to have a just freaking banger of a show. Um, so we get done. Stage manager tells me, hey, Q, we're ready to go, all that. I, I tell our SE, you can unmute the rig. I'm ready to do it. Like, let's go. We're going to have a show. And uh, lights go down. Crowd goes insane. I unmute my DCAs, and nothing comes out of that <laughs> rig. Not a freaking thing, man. And I'm looking, I'm looking at my, I'm looking at my master meters, and stuff's happening. So I'm like, we should be good. And I'm down, and I, and, I, and I page over to my matrixes, and my matrixes are going. And I look, I was on a Meyer rig at the time, and I'm looking at the, the at that time it was a Galileo. Gosh, we're all old. At that time it was a Galileo. Don't, don't, do not wrap me in. <laughs> and there's nothing happening. There's nothing sending. And I get the bright idea. Well, I'm just gonna send pink noise through it real quick and just make sure. Oh gosh. So. The show, the, it's happening. The boys are on stage. They're they're doing their thing. They're they're beating oh, drum and stuff running all over. And I'm sending pink noise to my matrixes. And guess what? The pink noise works at at like 98 to 100 dB. Oh, <sighs> it's part of the show. You know, it's fine. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah, and, yeah. And so the SE at the time, he, he looks at me. He's like, "Stop, stop, stop!" And we mute everything. And I ready to our stage manager. Tell him to stop. Tell him to stop. They look stupid. Like there's nothing. They, no one can hear anything out here. And and I'm about to pee on myself. And, uh, oh no! Dude. And to this day, I, d- I was on a profile. By the way, oh yeah, that's an excuse. I, I was on a profile. By I'm the way, just I just felt. I feel like that's a that's a big. You know, you guys need to know that. I don't. To this day, I don't know what happened. But what we did is no we, way, dude. I don't know. No, we, we way. turned over the rig. We turned over the console. Everything turned was it plugged off. in. Everything was, was it plugged AES in. or analog? It was analog. Oh, we did nothing to the to the to the Galileo. We turned over the profile. Tried it again. Like, just restarted. I, we just restarted it. And it worked. I think. I think. I, I've it. had. I've had similar uh, issues before, where, yeah, you leave a console on all day and then yeah. you come back and it just doesn't pass. It's like nah. What? But it's like I had to talk to the boys, of course, because everyone's management's there, of course, that day. And they're like, "What? <laughs> Q, what happened? What the heck, man?" And then I appreciate it. they didn't come at me while it was happening. They let me. They just let me figure it out. Yeah. But after the show, they were like, "Hey, bro, what happened?" I just told them, I was like, "Hey, guys, this, this, and this, and this. This is what I tried. Then we tried this, and I went through this, and I went through this, and I went through. And the pink noise worked. You heard the pink noise. So I, I bet you, I, the similar thing happened on a Brantley Gilbert show. We okay. Were, I was with the support act, and a plug-in on their master bus oh, locked up no. and wasn't passing audio. So you could see meters was it everywhere. Yes. No, I don't know. It wouldn't have been wouldn't have been waves because this was S6L before waves <laughs> uh, was integrated, Gosh. and yes. uh, plug-in okay. locked up, would not pass audio um, through the LR. Yeah. So they restarted and it all. Came it was back. fine. Yeah, bro. That's so scary. I've never, but and that is not a knock on 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 Abbott. No, 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 no,
these digital consoles, they're gonna have issues it's eventually. Ones and zeros, bro. It doesn't matter. It, well, also if you think about the like very young experiment of computer technology. Yeah. Like yeah. think about how long we've had it and how mega far we are. Bro. Like think I mean genuinely, like think about screen resolutions and and input to output latency and not not like audio but just like I can hit T yeah. to start typing and it'll instantly it's you know my mouse and all this like all that stuff like if you think about how far what we're 30 years into like real computer technology 30 years maybe 50 max Uh, i mean we sent we sent people to the moon on like what 256 kilobytes of ram but that's what i'm saying but that's what i'm saying is like (laughs) think about think about like what the the experiment of experimenting is basically what I'm saying is like because things are getting more powerful people are going getting more creative to say let's try this next thing with this more bit depth and rate and and and, uh, that I can get a a terabyte of storage for $89 on a thumb drive yeah exactly like that kind of thing is like the experiment of like progressive computer technology and if you think about it with like now we're talking about something as, as basic as voltage yeah you know what I mean like I don't know if anybody, maybe this is my not lack of nerd, but the idea that I'm talking into a piece of metal uh-huh. and it is, and I can basically hear exactly how your ear would hear me yeah. through electricity yeah. is bonkers to me. Maybe yeah, that's I because I don't know anything about anything. I don't anything, think it's that cool. But I, I mean, oh <laughs> you've had it for a while, Kale. That's just kind that's of crazy normal. though, right? No. Why not? Well, how I mean, you're telling me that it's reproducing <laughs> a tone that isn't robotic? Like my voice doesn't sound like yours. Even and if you we and have hit the, the end same. of the podcast because <laughs> it's gone off the rails. <laughs> that's, possible. that's possible. I just I don't know. I just think that even to like the layman, that's like a crazy thing. Yeah. Like someone could say, "Oh, I can text somebody from my phone." It's like, but this is still nuts to me to an extent. Yeah. Oh yeah. Like I get it, but it still is to anybody else. Like, so how do you get sound out of those things? It's like. Well, duh, you just do this, this, and this, but yeah. still, that's wild to think it, about. It is the, the conversion from sound pressure to electrical and then back is pretty, it's pretty, it's pretty nuts. That's fair. That's all I'm really saying. No, and no, now, I, we're taking, now we're taking hundreds of those things at once and yeah. reproducing them yeah. to make music. Yeah. yeah. No, that's that's, uh, that's That's kind of what I mean is I just think all of that stuff is like – with such an experiment. So stuff like that's going to happen where it's just like, it's not working. <laughs> right. It's just like, well, what do you do with that? In my opinion. Well, I think one of the things that we definitely need to hit before, like for for the first one is, I definitely want to hit that, that how do we start question. Yeah, 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 for sure. Hit, the, hit that with everybody. Uh, you want you want to hit that one, Chris? Like, how do we get started in the industry? Yeah, I yeah. think that's Dude, what Dude, I think, think it, the easiest path to it uh-huh. is go find a really reputable sound company walk in the door and be like, hey, I'm so-and-so. I probably don't know a whole lot about blah, 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 whether it's audio, lighting, or video, but I really want to learn, and I'm willing to sweep the floors if that's what it takes to get in the door. And if you come in with that attitude, I don't know a company here in town that won't find a job for you. Yeah, and and give you a lot more responsibility than you think they will. It'll probably be a lot more. It'll be like, hey, you're going to push some PA, and like you're going to fly it and test it with these guys. Like, okay, you're going to be cranking lifts and plugging in cables, but that's already a big start from a lot of people. Yeah, that's fair. And and it's a lot of it's just being willing to. I mean, it's 
you don't I look at my my career as, as a business. Like yeah. when I started my business, it took a lot of time and a lot of effort and I didn't make a whole lot of money. Right. Now that my business yeah. has been going for, you know, fifteen years now, like I'm making a lot better money than I was then. I don't yeah, know if you can call sure. it. Yeah, right we now. can yeah, we can see that in uh, here. Goodness. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> goodness. <laughs> but um yeah, I I you're gonna have to invest as a young as a yeah. young person, whether uh, it's in lighting, audio, or video. There are rare cases of people who just like they just pop off, and yep. all of a sudden they're mixing you know these massive tours. Yeah, and I I I've also am guilty of looking at those people being like, well, why didn't my career? Do yeah. That? yeah, but there yeah. is absolutely nothing good that comes from looking at at examples like that. Yeah, and wondering why you didn't. It's like winning the lottery. Yeah. Um, there's no rhyme or reason to it. No. But the people who have been successful in this world, for the most part, there's one common thing, and it's they've worked hard. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's the thing is even the guys, you know, that are doing that, I mean, those – and we know a good amount of them. Like, they're just – they're hard workers. You see them, and, and maybe they just – they lucked into it or they knew somebody or there was there was a plug for them on the, on the front end or, you know, that kind of thing, or they were, they were working hard – quietly while everybody else was doing something else who knows but but every mo every, i would say every single one of those guys that's, that's in those spots you know and and dudes that are doing like the, the national act stuff like everybody out here is just just grinding and one of the things about you know this industry that that you'll see that, that i do appreciate is the ones that don't <laughs> the industry finds a way to just show that mm -hmm. and so it's like you can't you can't get out here and act like it you know it it, it, it kind of comes to the light at a point but but you were saying so you know get into a company get with the company get locked in you know and then from there it's just kind of like you work super hard and eventually you get the call well yeah. and, how, and what is your question how to start or how did we start i think i would say how did you guys start oh, okay okay yeah. that's still a good point well, that, no, i don't want to yeah, take that away uh, from but me. i know that was part of your build right well sort of uh, <laughs> i think we should i'm gonna try to keep this quick because i know sure. this is starting to run long but um we're i started gonna, gonna cut some like, oh yeah i started so my dad's an old audio engineer from like uh the I early I didn't 70s know that. oh i guess yeah. that you when you texted that thing it kind of run yeah so my dad's an old audio engineer from the 70s and um he did a little bit of touring, but not much. He um, he elected to have a family, okay. uh, and Thank so that God, kept. Because now kept, we have you. Yeah, right. <laughs> so uh, he uh, he stayed home and did kind of the local regional touring thing in East Texas. And so um, when I was a little kid, um, he got he was working at a music store in town, and he got a call uh, from this. It was like the largest church in town, and they it was like a Sunday morning at like seven a.m. And they're like, hey, I got your number from somebody else. They said you run sound. Our sound guy uh, went down sick and, and can't make it. Like, can you come in and help? And he's like, I'm sure he's probably still asleep from being, you know, working a club gig till 2 a.m. or something like that. But he got up, you know, put his clothes on, went and did the church thing. And he said that happened. I may be mistelling the story a little bit, but I, I feel like that happened like a couple times and it eventually got to the point where they were like, hey, we, we'd rather just like hire you to come mix the church service. And nice. uh, so he started doing that, which rolled into uh, his first role. This goes back to like willing to be willing to do anything. Yeah. My dad's an audio guy, like through and through. Mm -hmm. He gets this job opportunity at this church, which is a great, it was a great opportunity, but he was the director of IT. Gosh. 
also running sound on. So he he had to learn how to network. He had yeah. to learn like he Early had to learn too. all of that just to get this job. Gosh. Yeah. And uh, so, anyways, fast forward, he's been there like over twenty years, and he's director of audio. And um, but I started mixing. Uh, I guess it would have been like late high school at the student center. Yeah. Um, I got a couple offers. We'd have bands come through, and I'd mix them. I had a couple offers to um to go out. My the funniest one was um. Jackson, a band called Jackson Waters came through. Okay. Um, and David Leonard, we probably all know that name. Yep. Uh, David Leonard actually was like, hey, man, like we've been looking for a sound guy. You want to come out on the road? And I was thinking about that the other day. I was like, what random band plays a random church in random city, East Texas? Yeah. And it's like, hey, this kid's good. Let's take him. <laughs> yeah, like, right. We don't know anything about him. But um, yeah. Uh, so anyways, I did that a couple of years, and finally um, I did go out on the road with a small band called Luminate. Uh, and, man, one thing led to another. Um, worked really hard to, to get better at my craft. Kept getting, you know, other acts that would ask me to come do stuff. And I just kept, like, jumping from act to act. And yeah. um, when I kind of... Um, it was the Rhett Walker band, actually, that kind of broke up. And I... Um, got into the spectrum thing i we yeah. did i did one little one-off tour that carried spectrum gear and when i got back there was no more work and i was like you know hey like i don't know what i'm gonna do you know if you guys hear of anything and they're like well we got cables that need to be deprepped like you know we pay at that point it was like 10 or 12 bucks an hour you yeah know? it was years ago uh and i'm like well that's better than mcdonald's pays so i'd Let's rather go. do this yeah so i did that and like i said in the earlier like three gigs later i'm hanging you know massive j rig in an arena and just praying Jeez, to god that this, the front of house guy doesn't yell at me yeah and um <laughs> yeah it just kind of all fell together yeah so that's Dude. that was my it, it but it all comes back to like you know shop work yeah like that's what that's that was that was the that it's was where the build started Dude. Yeah, yeah. yeah yeah all right kale Bring it home. You know, Five minutes or less. Yeah, that's easy. Uh, so actually, my my story isn't that long, only because only because I haven't been doing this as long as you guys have, which is is kind of cool for me because I, I like I my story is I was um, I guess it's been ten years now I've been doing like sound, but yeah. I was um, just doing my musician thing in St. Louis, and uh, a guy who. Uh, I knew was a sound guy at a church. I wasn't really involved in church at all or anything, but he, and then like a couple venues and he was going to, what's the school in Florida? Oh, full sale. Full sale. Full sale. Yeah. He was going to full sale and was kind of like, Hey, would you be interested in, or these venues or whatever, like interested in learning to run or if anybody would and kind of put this thing out and I was like oh yeah I guess I'd be down like I've always been interested in that whatever and so my buddy Justin Blanton shout out to him he's the only reason I'm doing this to be honest and like he was wicked nerd that's, that's who we get to blame Chris. yeah well, you've actually probably oh, met him because he he now works at a church in St. Louis okay called Waypoint so if you've done anything, I feel like some I of your bands have. have gone. No, I don't think so. Uh, well, anyway, he uh, <laughs> he was he was leaving, and I was like, "Yeah, dude, I'd be interested." So he kind of taught me on an LS9. Funny enough, was the first console dude, that gone. was my first. Well, that was my second digital console. Yeah, and O2R I, was the first one. And then I went okay. to a DM2000, which is hilarious. Yeah, a totally different place though. And so he was teaching me kind of how to do it, and I got Logic Pro because I had had it just because, and I. 
um, started helping him out and recording the shows. Okay. And was like getting into logic and like, okay, what? You should see some of the EQs I should I have on some of those. Shows. It's yeah, like sure, sure low end is like the biggest cue you can have, <laughs> and it's like fifty hertz and plus eighteen. Like it's like Goodness. and like I didn't know. Like scooped was like the it is the. I don't know, even a theme of the first five years of me mixing. <laughs> and I thought it Gosh. sounded great, which it sounded fine, but it's, it was better than the other guy, I guess is really what it was. Okay. And so, um, but he was teaching me all that Sometimes stuff. That's all it takes. Right. <laughs> so he was teaching me all this stuff and I, you know, started playing for some people and doing stuff and kind of doing the double thing is like, I'd be playing some weeks and then I'd be, you know, running sound at some venues. And then there was this, uh, like this church that he helped out at again, like not really involved, but started going with him. And I ended up like doing stuff for this church kind of just for free. Cause I yeah. was like interested. And then I would go there on my off time, kind of like you were saying, Chris, and I would sit on an X 32 and I, I literally, I read the manual. I was on, I was on the internet. I yeah. was in front of it. I was like, I remember when I figured out they wanted an in-ear mix and how to not share inputs. Like share, yeah. and, and I took the top 16 channels and I, I was like sitting there and I finally, this was like a few years into my journey and I was like, I texted my buddy Justin who had been gone at that point and I was like, hey dude, is there a way that I could copy the channel to a, the second layer and then just use that for whatever, for in years or whatever. He goes, you know, I think so. It was relatively new at that point. That was like 2014. So that was like console only been out a couple of years and they were just doing boxes and stuff. And I remember figuring that out and I freaking got up and ran around that building because I was like so <laughs> pumped. And so that like, that's like how I got into it. But like how I got into like this part of it was I'd done that for several years. I moved to Jackson, Tennessee I was going to go back to school um, and I got on, I got on like staff with a church as a, as a, like a intern basically. Okay. And, you know, learned from that. I'd already known a bit about audio at that point, but started doing it and then they needed more responsibility. So then I became like a, a part-time production manager and then went full-time and I'd been there for four and a half years. Well, right at the top of me living there, I met Tim Spidell. Because he, he was 2015, uh -huh. and I just moved there and started there. He came through with uh, some <sighs> conference or whatever with uh, Rush of Fools. Got and it. And he brought his rig out. And Tim was the first guy that I met that was like not in like any kind of like small level stuff. Like had been in my mind had done some huge stuff, and I think he has too, but still now. And he was so cool. And he, I was like, dude, can I just like stand here and watch you do your thing? And he's like, oh yeah, of course, you know, him and his limp Tim's and everything. Awesome, <laughs> and so full story here, now that you mentioned that, as a kid, I don't know how many people know this, Tim Spidell got shot in the face. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And he, he doesn't have a limp. survived. Yeah. He has, he has a, he has he has a, a limp. swagger limp, but it's not on purpose. No, and yeah. the guy's still strong as hell. Like, oh, this guy, yeah, he'll, 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 he'll do whole trucks oh, and yeah. stuff and he doesn't miss a beat. Although no, I have Tim seen him go man. face first off of a stage. <laughs> no. But so he was, Tim, we love you. Yeah. So, so he, much. he was at that thing. He let me just like shadow him and I was already mixing at this church every, every week. Yeah. And, to be honest, what happened three, four years later is I, we got a new, uh, I had got like kind of a new boss who was our like creative arts director who had yeah. been, uh, you guys know probably him, Josh Beck, if you've done anything with internally sound. Oh, okay. So yep, Josh yep, Beck yep. is a curly headed, big glasses, super cool guy, like yeah. did lighting video stuff. So fun. So he'd been doing touring stuff like that for a long time and he was good and he knew what he was doing. Yeah. So he became like my boss and he said, 
I remember I was sitting, I was with him and I were driving in his truck and we went to go help out, out like a Natalie Grant thing in Jackson. Dope. And the same guy who mixes her, I guess, mixed Need to Breathe at the time, whatever okay. that was. And I said, hey man, I feel like some of these these mixers, and I'm stuck in the like Jackson, Tennessee world of like church mixers. Like I yeah. don't, except for Tim who came through, and I hadn't met any, like I don't know anybody, so I've got no gauge. But I was listening to this, I was like, I feel like his stuff's like not that great, you know. Like some of these mixers who come sure. through, like it's not that awesome. Not in not in our like church scenario, but just like other people I've heard like it shows. Sure. He goes, dude, honestly, that happens a lot more than you think. And I was yeah. like, really? He goes, oh yeah. I was like. Well, where do if you're honest with me, where am I at on a scale? Like you've heard a lot of big mixers, a lot of great people. Like yeah. you have a lot of great mixers at the company you work at. What is like where am I standing? He goes, dude. To be honest, he said if Need to Breathe called me today and said we need a front of house engineer, I'd send you. Yeah. And I was like, dang, that's huge. I love Need to Breathe. And yeah. I was like, that's huge. And and then. He said, I wouldn't send you out on Maroon 5. Like, you're not ready for that. But one day, he's like, you definitely could be. Yeah. And that was like the spark. Dude. Cue you're up. Sorry, Um, I took way too long. I'll cut it out, though. my gosh. (laughs) So I was living in... uh, (laughs) To be honest, I thought it would be shorter, but then I realized how much Tim Spidell was in that, and there was like key pieces of Tim's, Tim and I's relationship. Tim's going to have to sponsor us at this point. Uh, Overflow Productions. Overflow Productions. Go, go, Q. Sorry. Um, yeah, I think my build takes a piece from both, you know, both of you guys' stories. Um, I'm from Tulsa, Oklahoma. I started at a, at a mega church out there. Um, and it was just because like, it's like Voldemort. He who will not be named. Gosh. Yeah. We won't, <laughs> we won't name that mega. It's not even a church anymore. Oh, okay. um, yeah, that's a whole nother conversation, but, right. um, started out there and funny enough, I got started because, um, I used to get in trouble a lot, like in mm-hmm. middle school, a little fighter thought I was too cool. That surprises um, me. I know. I know. And so, um, sometimes when I was in trouble, I would have to go to the church and clean mic grills and things like that. That's no what they would have way. me do. That's the coolest punishment ever. It wasn't. Those mic grills <laughs> smelled horrible. <laughs> they smelled so bad. Um, but yeah, I mean, I stayed with it. My first console was a Mackie VLZ pro. Yeah. Uh, what yeah. is that? I don't even know what that is. I'm so so young. You're 30. No, nah, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> nah, shut up. Uh, Mackie VLZ Pro and I was mixing on some eons in our fellowship hall. I know what those are. Yeah, it was like they're like four eons aside and the bunch. Can you of really even consider that four eons aside? Yeah, what's that's what it was. No, it was these little like don't say it little, like it's a like an actual PA. Well, hey man, in in freaking. 2001 or yeah, whatever. Back, back then, dude, yeah, I, wasn't I mixed even on alive, so really. many on, uh, eons. Exactly. Like, you just learn you how just to... figure it out, man. Yeah. So, mixing on the eons, I'm like feeling myself. I, th- I thought I was really good and, you know, <laughs> I probably wasn't. No, I know I wasn't. Um, there, There's video evidence, unfortunately. Can't wait to find that. Um, but yeah, I stayed with it and um, in middle school, I got really interested in, um, in like audio in the auditoriums and stuff like that. And um, just again, stayed with it. Their first company I worked for was Lone Wolf Audio, this little this little AVL company out of Oklahoma. And then they're still doing it. Matt Matt really? resides. Matt resides still going strong, man. Honestly, He's sounds like it. a pretty backwards name for a production company. Lone think Wolf. About it. Yeah, if you think about it. I mean, it, it was the brand was right, bro. I still have some of the old T-shirts. Matt and Matt and Eric, and I know they have some more guys still out there, absolutely destroying. Um, but Matt brought me on and. I think at the time I would have been fourteen or fifteen. Um, child labor laws—it's fine. It's, <laughs> everything was everything was child was volunteering. 
Um, but he let me, he, he used to come in and he'd mix the musical at the, at the high school that I went to. Um, and so I got connected with him and he did a whole bunch of stuff around the school district and, um, Matt let me just learn from him and uh, mm. did you guys ever mix on community speakers? Yeah. And, and if you hit them too hard, a little light bulb. Yeah, they start to glow. <laughs> yeah. Maybe Gosh. I did. Maybe I have just one time done that because I feel like I know what you're... I lived on communities for a long time and so oh, um, high school happens. I graduate high school doing a little bit of uh, doing a little bit of community college vibes. Um, 100% skipping classes to go mix shows and things. Yep, same. Um, there was this bar back home it was called t-bones it was in tahlequah oklahoma i would go out there and uh my first digital console was an m7 my first digital full dude lucky you man it was a great test lucky you at the time it was a great test it was awesome and so i'm mixing on this m7 out at t-bones man and they have a thursday night or no friday night saturday nights and gosh i hope my mom never hears this but thursday night and friday nights i would go out there no and i would mix all kinds of little country acts that would come through there and um and then the big stuff matt would come and mix um because they had some like national acts come through there as well but i would mix and then they, they got me they would get me a suite at the best western up the street and in this college town <laughs> hey, your mom's gonna kill you bro this. we'd i'd sit in there and you know you'd have drinks and do the whole thing and it was it was insane and so i go and do that and then there's another church in oklahoma um, that's still a church, very, yeah, very yeah, huge yeah. church now, um, that I would go and I would mix for on Sunday mornings. And I yeah. was actually technical director out there for a while. Um, and so dude, long story short, I just kept it moving. Eventually, uh, moved to Phoenix for school. My dad lives there and, um, had a couple of awesome instructors, went to conservatory out there okay. and I had a couple of awesome instructors out there and, um, they humbled me a great amount sure. and, and gosh, I needed it. Um, and then made the move to Nashville and, it kind of follows the same story, you know, hooked up uh, with a couple of different shops and worked my butt off, ended up on a tour, and the rest is just history, man. Well, hey, so. real quick, just to wrap this up. So if you got Nico Moon coming to your area, yep. check go out. out and see Q. Come hang out. If you've got Quinn coming out to your area this summer, most likely, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. May, May through June. Yeah, okay. go out and see Kale. Uh, and then for the next month, I'm going to be out with Jude and the Lion. Um, kind of everywhere too. So yeah, I mean we're literally out. all yeah. over the place. So uh, all four corners of this great yeah, March, hit March us up um, yeah. and come out and see us, and we'll uh, we'll show you our rigs. Yeah. Okay. Thanks, guys. <laughs> <laughs> <Stop>. <laughs>